0: the Geeks for the Win podcast, the gaming and tech podcast from the Geeks for the Win. This is episode 175, and I am your host this week, Casual Terror, also known as Stuart, and, um, I am alone. Yeah, I'm alone this week. Um, William had some shit going on, well, he's been having shit going on, but he's been gracious enough to join us for so long, as long as he could. Um... He'll be back soonish, I hope. He doesn't know when. I don't know when. We'll find out. Uh but it has been three weeks since we last recorded a podcast and god damn it, shit's been piling up, which, you know, god we get out there. Wanna get out we get this shit out there so our fans can enjoy it. Yeah. Um I actually decided to do a solo podcast this week. Um actually that's a lie. Um, I did have a guest that was going to join me, but, uh, he couldn't make it, so hopefully maybe get him on next week. We'll see. Um, but, uh, so what have I been up-, up to the past three weeks? Um, well, since we last recorded, the Titanfall beta came and went. Uh, I got into the PC version because I don't have an Xbox One. Even though I got an Xbox One code. Um, yeah, they, they somehow sent out the opposite codes of what everybody wanted. They messed up there. Um, I don't know if it was EA that did the messing up or Respawn, who knows. But I played the PC version and I had a blast. Oh my god, was that game fun! I cannot wait. So the game comes out. <gasps> Not is it next week? Oh my god, it is next week. <gasps> I got to get my Xbox one. I got to get my Xbox one. Maybe this week. <sighs> oh my god, I might get my Xbox one this week. <laughs> oh man. So, yeah, that's going to happen. Ah, <laughs> uh, but Titanfall, Oh my god, that was so much fun. That it, it it's respawn, which are Former Call of Duty guys; these were the guys who used to do, you know, Modern Warfare series. These are the guys that started it out. Had a big old tiff with Activision and then left. Started their own game and teamed up with EA. Um, and it is such a different game. It's a first-person shooter, just like Call of Duty. You have guns, just like Call of Duty. But I think that's where it ends. Oh, they're humans. Humans, humans are there too, but again, that's where it ends. Um, uh, you got, If you haven't heard of Titanfall, it you, it's called Dude with giant mechs. It's pretty much the basis of what it is. Um, but instead of getting you know like, um, kill streaks and stuff, you get. Titans, which are giant mechs, which you can either just send them down. Which you know is so kind of cool to you know prepare for Titanfall. Look up in the sky and just see this this little dot in the sky just get bigger and brighter and wider and and the sound it makes just breaking the atmosphere. It arrives, and you can either get in the mech. And plans, and, you know, and shoot people and kill people that way. Or you can just let it sit for a couple seconds. I think it's like 14 seconds. Uh, before it actually starts moving on its own and killing shit on its own. And it'll just kind of follow you around the map. Or you can tell it to stay and defend this point, which is, you know, useful if you're playing hard point. I want to say that's the name of the mode. That's like territories or, um, domination. Um. You know, you got three points on the map, and you know, you gotta, ca- gotta capture them and hold them. Um, but yeah, that, g- that game was so much fun. My favorite thing to do was never to get inside a, a, a Titan. I was terrible being inside the Titan. I could not do Titan-on-Titan battles. I could barely do Titan-on-human battles. But, if I was against a Titan, as long as he didn't see me and step on my ass, I was fine, because... I could run up the wall, do a parkour, and then pop on his back, open up the panel, and just just start shooting the servant, and go. And oh, I killed. I it was called rodeo, and I I completed the, all the challenges uh, in the beta uh, for rodeo rodeoey, rodeo word. Me and words don't happen. Well, lost train of thought, sorry. Um, but yeah, and one of my favorite things to do after, uh, shooting the, the panel and just having the Titan go into doomed state, meaning it's going to explode real soon, and the pilot can either eject now or continue fighting and kind of blow up with the Titan. Not many people did, did that, blow up with the Titans, but, um, if you got off the titan's back at the same time that the pilot ejected, which it's a lot easier to do than you think, you shot up just as high as the pilot when the pilot ejected. So you can either kill that, that pilot that just ejected and then land on another enemy titan. Rinse and repeat. I did that th- four times in a row. That is almost the entire enemy team I did that with. Just repeat, just boing, shoot the pilot. On the back of another Titan, kill that Titan, boing, kill that pilot, on the back of another Titan. Oh my god! Such epic things happen there. Um, The game is six on six, which before, you know, right before this beta came out, people were like, Pfft. oh, especially the, you know, the Xbox haters, which, for some damn strange reason, there's a lot of them, I don't understand why. They were all Xbox fans and Sony haters. And Now they've switched, and I don't know why. That is ridiculous. Anyway, getting off topic. Um, people are like oh, six on six. The, the game sucks. How can you play a game with six on six? You know what? It totally works. And I can't see. I think if that game had any more than six on six, it would. It would be too much. Because what they make up for with Player bodies, they may, they make up for with AI bodies. They are a bunch of just AI, just kind of scatter on the map, and just kind of fighting each, each other, you know, because it's a war. So hey, there's gonna be more than you know, ten people, you know, fighting a war, or you know, there's gonna be more than you know, nine people, you know, it's this nine on nine like you know Call of Duty. Fighting in this war, so you know it just makes it look better. Just to have you know a bunch of other people with you, and they're your typical dumb AI, meaning you know they're easy to kill. Also, that also means if you suck at the game, you feel like you're accomplishing something because you are essentially kind of helping out the team a little bit. You know you don't get as many points to you know towards the overall win as a killing up. Uh, a pilot or a Titan, but hey, you help out the team. And you actually get XP, and you feel like you're doing something. If you suck at the game, I think that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, Titanfall. Um, I was super pumped about it before, I'm still pumped about it now. Um, It is a system seller for me, so like I said, getting my Xbox One this week because the game comes out next week, uh, I'll probably pick up the Titanfall Bundle, which is the same price as just an Xbox One, only you get the game with it. So, hey, free game. That's kind of how I see it. And people are like, oh, it still comes with the Kinect, though. Well, you don't have to do anything with it. You don't need it. The game doesn't require it. The system doesn't require it. So just put it in a, in a drawer somewhere and forget about it like you did with the, with the other one. Or do what I do and just have it plugged in but facing the wall. That's that's what I'm going to do. But, um, yeah. That comes out next week. Super pumped. Um, see what else I've been doing lately. Brevy Default. Um, I have not bought this game yet. I probably will at some point. Um, I, but I played the beta. Not the beta. Damn it. The demo. Uh, That is on the uh, Nintendo eShop. And. It is very Final Fantasy-like. Which makes sense because at one point in time, this was a sequel to Final Fantasy IV. I want to say that's right. Could be wrong. But it was it was a sequel to a much earlier Final Fantasy game at one point in time. Um, and it is your, you know, you got four... Four, uh members in a party, and you go around and you have you know random encounters, you know just like any other Final Fantasy game. Um, but what kind of thing makes this game different? Um, is the Brave and Default system. Um, now, Default is basically guard. That is that's exactly what it is. Guard, but you get my god it's been a while since so i I'll forget the name of it but you get these these points each turn you get one point and it allows you it's basically a turn point allows you to you know to use a turn um but and if you default you get you don't use that turn point so then when your next turn comes around you can brave and that allows you to use up to four of your next turns at once so, like, you can, you know, beginning of, a ma- beginning of a battle, you can just, you know, brave three times, meaning you're going to now attack that next character four times in a row. But, that also means, for the next three turns, if you don't kill that, you know, the enemies, you can't do anything. So, it's kind of a risk-reward system there. You know, you, you know if you screw up, like, well... Now I can't use items or I can't heal, can't do anything now, so I'm screwed. Um, but what I ended up doing is having, you know, two melee, cha- two, le- two melee characters, and have two characters be a be a mage type, and have the two melee characters brave three times and try to kill him. And if it doesn't work, well, just have the other, you know, the the uh, mage characters just. Pick them off while the other characters recharge their turns. Uh like I said, it it was, was kind of neat. I kind of liked it. Um, I will pick, pick, pick this up at some point. Uh, I kind of want to get finish my other DS games that I have right now because you know I still haven't finished Pokemon. I still haven't finished um Fire Emblem, which hey I bought. You know when I bought my D my my 3DS, I bought Fire Emblem. I still have not beat that game yet. And I bought the, my 3DS for Pokemon. I still haven't beat Pokemon yet. I'm damn close though. I've been actually playing Pokemon. Um, i now one badge away. And then it's off to Victory Road and the Pokemon League. Uh Speaking of Pokemon. Kind of jump into topics. I'll just... There has been something that I've been almost almost but i've been absolutely obsessed with for the past three weeks and that is twitch plays pokemon it is a absolute fascinating um social experiment that this guy came up with it is the guy set up the game interface and they, uh, he has a uh, a hacked emulator running uh, so it allows him to have all the pokemon in the game Um, but, uh, it takes the inputs from the Twitch chat and puts them as inputs for the game. So like, and you type in the word up in chat and that translates to up in the game. So, you know, A, B, left, right, down, start, those all completely work within this game. And thousands, tens of thousands, at even times, 100,000 people, well over 100,000 people, have been doing this. Playing this one game of Pokemon. And if you watch it, it's just madness, because the dude's like, like left, right, up, down. He's, he's going all over the place. You know, people are pressing A, B, just, things just randomly happen, and happen so fast because of the because of the delay in the chat to the actual video, it's like 30 seconds, 30 to 40 seconds. And it's just, it's chaos. But despite that chaos, god damn it, they beat the game. It was beaten. It took them 16 days. Let's, actually, I'm gonna pull up the actual numbers. Give me one second. It took him 16 days, 7 hours, fifty 45 minutes, and 30 seconds. That's how long it took him to beat Pokemon in red. But it was, you know, a hacked version, so it was all of them. So it was, you know, basically blue as well. And now, what are they doing? What is Twitch Plays Pokemon doing right now? Because it is still going. Well, they jumped into Gen 2. And they're now playing, uh, Pokemon Crystal. And they're not too far in... They are, as I'm watching this right now, video loading, 13 hours in. And they already have a badge! But, I mean, if you look at, you know, kind of what came out of that first, you know, that first game, oh my god! You know, people, you know, an internet religion was born on that game. You know, the the Helix and Dome religions and Oh, if you read up on it, it's just insane. Um, there's actually a good article about it on Kotaku. Uh, if you look that up. Um, but I mean, like, Pokemon were caught and then immediately released. Uh, they released their starters. Like, when, when they released the starter, and that was kind of a big news article, like that was, that was on Kotaku and Destructoid and all that. That was on, that was a video game news thing, is, oh my god, they released the starter. I was like, what is this then? I started watching and getting into it. I, I participated quite a bit, actually. Um, like, I was, I was there. I was there. When they got out of Team Rocket's High Eyed Out, which, if you remember that first gen, Team Rocket's hat is a maze. And that took well over 24 hours to do. I was not there the entire time, but I helped out. At least I tried to think so. Uh, but yeah, I, it is, it is a fascinating, fascinating social ex- experiment that is kind of showing that even though it looks like chaos, progress can still be made. And you know, like right now, like they've, They've caught five Pokemon, and if you watch, like, how did they catch them? I I, just, I don't how did how did how did they do that? I I don't know. It's it's amazing that the progress can be made with such anarchy. But uh, moving on, um, um, Monday during my live stream, my Monday live stream. Uh, I bought the game Last Remnant. It's in, I've been kind of curious about the game for a while. Um, it's by SquareSoft, and the, the the story is sort of compelling, but not kind of the biggest draw for me. You know there's Dude losses you know. Dude's sister was kid kidnapped. He, you know, chases off to find her. And runs into um, kind of a lord of this one city, and he kind of joins up with him. And you know, it's his army kind of backing uh, the guy. And there are things called rem- remnants, which are I'm not exactly sure what they are. Magical items that do amazing powers. I don't all cities have one and there's like very, you know, like oh my god kind of things above the cities. Like um the one in the, the one dude's hometown has uh, just this giant sword just right in the middle of the city. And apparently it protects them. Well, I don't know. Again, I'm not sure what remnants are. Not entirely sure. But, what is compelling to me is the combat. Because it is not... It is turn-based. But it is not, you know... Friendly. Friendly's on the right. Bad guy's on the left. It is not that kind of a combat. Um, it is very much positional. Uh, it's, it's sort of positional, sort of not. Um, and instead of you're controlling one guy in your army... You're controlling up to five, and they move and attack as one, and they're called uh, unions. So it's kind of like a troop, uh, squadron kind of thing, and you give them all this one command, you know, whether it's attack or use your physical attacks, you know, which is like, you know, a special kind of slam or you know knee cutter, you know, that kind of a thing. Or you use a mystic attack, you know, magic. And and each one of each one in the member does does its own attack. So you, you you might do you know do a physical attack, and only one guy does the knee cutter, or maybe two does a knee cutter, the other does a smash, because you don't tell them exactly what attack to do. You just say, you know, use physical or use magical. Kind of it, and they kind of through their action points that each squad has, kind of determines what does what, and you know you're not again, and the enemies are the exact same way. You know you're not fighting. Well, sometimes you are, but you know up to five bad guys at one time in this one squad, and you know, and everybody's health in the squad or union is is pooled, so is one guy goes down, they all go down. But, you know, their, their health is all pooled, so it's awesome. And I like it. Um, it's it's kind of fun. Uh, when I was playing, I recognized a voice straight away. The name of the, of the voice of the main character It's Johnny Youngbosh, which, that would be the voice of Ichigo and Bleach. The voice of Vash, and Try Again. The actor, who was Adam Parks, or Parker, Adam Parks, and um, who was the second Black Ranger and Power Rangers. And uh, also, uh, I recognize another voice. Um, and his first name is Just Escaping, but his last name is Sagat, which is basically the entire cast of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Vegeta, Piccolo, Mr. Popo... Random, random, strange characters. He, he is a lot of people in Dragon Ball. He basically is Dragon Ball. Or Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball GT. But, I'm having fun with the game. Uh, I've probably maybe put 20 hours into it. And I have no idea how far I have to go. I think a lot. Um, but I'm playing this on Steam. Uh, there is an Xbox 360 version, but I think Steam, or the PC version, is the superior version because it just combines the DLC that was ready to release. Just, it's just in there. And there's been retweaks that was done for the PC version. Made the game a little bit harder. Um, oh, there's also a morale system during the combat. Um... Where, uh, it basically, if the enemies have a much higher morale than you do, they're going to hit harder, and you're going to defend for less attacks, uh, for less attack points. Um, and it's the exact opposite. Uh, and if you come up on an enemy that's slightly stronger than you, up oh, their morale is already higher, so it's kind of a, and you gain morale by, you know, defeating. Troops when there's you know five more or um, getting critical attacks or stuff like that you know uh, enemy uh, flanking enemies which are you know that kind of thing so it is fun I like it I'm having fun with it uh, but I'm kind of rambling on um let's see on to actual topics um since we last recorded. I think we mentioned Flappy Birds once before, but since we recorded last, the whole Flappy Bird fiasco happened, which, you know, the creator of the game apparently didn't like how people were just obsessed with his game, and apparently he didn't like getting, you know, a lot of money every day, so he decided that's enough, and he pulled the game from both iTunes and the app stores. Now if you already bought the game or not really bought the game, but if you already down- downloaded the game, it's yours now forever. And I'm sure he's still getting money from those. Um. But uh, yeah, uh, he's also getting death threats which is just insane! Why? Why was he getting death threats? He was he's not he wasn't asking for money in the game? You know, so you didn't have to pay for it? So why should you tell him, I hate you, go die in a hole? Why? Because he's making money and you're not? That doesn't make sense. That, that's just dumb. But yeah, like that, that was a whole kind of a big thing for about a week. Uh, and we didn't record that week, so. Th- that all has now died down completely. Um let's see how we talked about Pokemon. Uh there's a game that is gonna come out or yes, it's gonna come out uh in April, beginning of April, called Daylight. And if you stream this game uh, on Twitch, because you know you can on PS PS4, and of course you can stream on the PC. Uh if you stream this game, the people in Twitch chat watching you could affect the game. This is some this is a horror game. I don't know much more about this than kind of that. Um, but like you know, people in Twit and you know could type a could type something in the chat and have you know, and that would affect something in the game. Like you know, a horde a horde of enemies would just attack out of random, or it would seem like random to you if you're not paying attention to chat. Uh, I think that's kind of cool. You know, that kind of you know streaming online is you know getting bigger and bigger nowadays and um some people i don't not me but are just getting tons of people just watching them play games uh i don't know how what they're doing and i would like to know their secret uh but um and i think it's kind of a cool kind of a cool cons concept to have people who are watching you play affect the game um i i think that's kind of a neat concept that uh i would like to see in something other than horror cuz i don't play horror games so something for me please um, pretty soon, hopefully, there will be an actual remote for the Xbox One. Uh, come out, Uh, supposed to hit early March, so sometime this month, uh, there will be an actual remote for the Xbox One, which I think is great, because I used the remote that came with the launch Xbox 360, I use that all the time. because uh, I found that incredibly useful. It was a lot easier to use that than, you know, the controller. Especially when you were using Windows Media. Because the controls for Windows Media were not right. Pause did nothing. Or the start button was not pause, it was actually click in, right stick. How dumb is that? And I would just... The controls were not what you think they which they should be. So it just threw me all off completely every time I watched something through there. So you know I just used the actual remote that came with the launch 360, and it should work fine. I use it all the time, even on you know Netflix or something like that. I thought it was great. Um, I'm glad to see that they're going to come out with uh or with one for the Xbox One, and I will most likely pick that up as well. Um, it does look like there's maybe a volume in channel control? Like an up, channel up, channel down? And volume controls? I, I don't know. Because, you know, there is TV support for the Xbox One but, uh, there's no numbers on the remote. It looks... It doesn't look any much bigger than maybe a, uh, like a Roku remote. It doesn't look very big at all. Which means it'll be easily lost. So, there's that. And, um, for my final story, um... Seth Rogen and his uh, writing buddy Evan Goldberg are going to make a film about the 90s console war between Sega and Nintendo. Now, this is the 90s console war, so that means the Sega Genesis and the uh, Super Nintendo. So... I don't... It's it's going to be based off a book. Uh, it's coming out r- real soon. Um, and I'm not finding the name of the book. Uh, the name of the book is... Console Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, it comes out next week. No, I'm sorry. That is wrong. Comes out May thirteenth, um, and it is you know console wars, Sega and Nintendo, Sega Nintendo, and the battle that defined generation. <sighs> I don't know what this movie's gonna be. I, I I'm kind of curious though. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be you know a comedy, you know, even though you know Seth Rogen's involved. I think you know Seth Rogen. Needs to do something serious, because I I like I like Seth Rogen, but I'm not too much of a fan of his humor though. Does that make sense? Like I think he's a good actor, and I think he can do better than what he's been doing. Um, uh, hopefully this is kind of what I'm talking about. Um, now what I have in my head is something along the lines of the Pirates of Silicon Valley. Only instead of Windows and Apple, it is Sega and Nintendo. But, I mean, that, a lot of the behind the scenes shit happened over in Japan. So that's where that, you know, so, are they gonna have a bunch of Americans casting those roles or what? That's, I don't, I don't know. Now, what I would like to see would be something along the lines of, say, World War Blue. Which is a manga series that is currently being coming out over here in America, in the US. Or North America. Um, which is the console wars. Only it's the 80s console wars, so it's the Sega Master System in uh, this NES. But it is actual armies representing the two. I've talked about this before, but it seemed like it's the armies of Segwa and Ninteldo on the planet of Consume or no, on the continent of Consume. And it's you know the main character is Gear, known as the Blue Sonic. He had his, he had a brother, Tyal. <laughs> the, uh, the king of of Nintendo is Marco, and he rides a dinosaur. Stop me from getting if if you're getting what I'm coming from. But yeah, I would like to kind of see an actual, you know, swords and, you know, shit like that. Like an actual armies fighting each other, representing Nintendo and Sega. I think I want to see that in movie form. Because the anime sucked. The anime was not given enough money to do anything with. And they just kind of shit something out. And it was awful. Well, especially if you'd read any of the manga. Because you would not have gotten any of it because it just doesn't it skips everything everything anyway but uh i'd be kind of curious what this what this movie's going to be um i that's kind of all I got on you know that's kind of all we kind of know about it right now is hey these two people are going to write this movie based on this book and the book's not out yet so nobody knows what the even the book is so We'll see. And that's all I got for this show. Um, Hopefully I will have a guest next week. Uh, it will be my buddy Austin. Uh, he's been on the show before. So I'm going to try to get him in here. But, um, yeah. That is it for episode 175. And, uh, I will see you next time. Bye-bye.